Welcome back to Edgework here on the Hammer Betting Network, a daily live NHL show Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. And today is the first day that we are on YouTube only. So uh, if you are here right now, make sure to hit that subscribe button because we will be here going forward. Uh, you can also get notified every time that our new podcast with David Pagnotta, Dennis Bodenstein, uh, Dennis Bernstein and Zach Bodenstein goes live uh, as it will be later today because that comes out every Wednesday. So you want to see that as they're going to break down trade rumors, uh, injury news and look ahead to player and team futures in that. So make sure to hit subscribe here on the Edgework YouTube channel. We went to about 500 yesterday. We stayed even on the night with those 10 best bets that we had on the show. So we'll look to... Uh, Build up on that today. Maybe have a winning day in uh, in the picks from tonight. But let's get started with this right away, and we'll start with the Chicago Toronto game. Uh, right now, this Chicago team coming off back to back. They are on a two game losing streak. They're six. 15 and two on the road going up against a Toronto team who just lost to Columbus. You'd think that Toronto is going to be sitting there ready to go looking for a bounce back spot against Chicago tonight. Win this one sitting at third in the Atlantic after Tampa wins last night against Colorado and jumps over them. Uh, 26 and four at home this season for the Maple Leafs. They've been a pretty good home team, but uh, as we all know, Alex, these are spots for the Leafs where you probably look to, you might look to fade them, especially as the number continues to climb. Is there anything you might be looking at in this one that uh, jumps out at you? Yeah, we were talking about this one off the air, and we we're talking about just how you know this is that time of year from here on out. Now we're going to start seeing these top tier teams be priced in astronomically high values against the the bottom feeders that are tanking for Connor Bedard. So you got Toronto Link five fifty, and we've seen Toronto. Year after year after year, lose as uh, minus 250, minus 300 favorites at home against your odd Buffalo or Ottawa. Uh, I, I can't recall seeing Toronto line this high this early into the season. Late late in the year, last you know, couple of regular season games, sure, but plus, minus 550, that's just crazy really for anybody. So I'm looking at Chicago in regulation at plus 585. Uh, it's worth taking a stab at just strictly off of value. I mean, uh, and I don't make too many bets in a given year just off of the the, the number. But uh, I just think this really isn't a, a discrepancy this big and certainly not with a Toronto team that we've seen lose at home as massive favorites. So uh, 583 at Pinnacle, I'd take a, a, even a small shot. If you put a half a unit on it, it's, it's worth betting. <laughs> All right. Uh, Andy, do you have any thoughts on this spot here? Uh, no, I definitely lean towards Chicago as well in terms of just from uh, the perspective of, you know, what the number should be. I don't think it should be anywhere close to uh, to where it is right now. So um, I'll, be, I'll be rooting for Alex. I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm going to take part, though. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fair enough. I can understand that. Um, we'll move on to uh, another game here. Tampa Bay, Arizona. Tampa Bay is on the road heading to face the Coyotes tonight. Uh, they just played against Colorado last. They managed to get a shootout win against them with a late tying goal to make it 3-3, send it to uh, extras there. They just passed Toronto with that win, as I just mentioned. They now sit second in the Atlantic, and as it stands right now, would have home ice when it comes to the playoffs against the Maple Leafs. Uh, they're 6-3-1 and one in their last 10, now on a three-game win streak with wins, two wins against Colorado in there and a win against Dallas, 14-12 and 12 on the road this season. This Tampa Bay team is starting to kind of click and get things together as they approach the playoffs and getting into more of a playoff mindset here. <laughs> and facing an Arizona team who's going to be sitting out Chickering until he's moved, 
Uh, they're four, three, and three in their last 10, 11, eight, and two at home. Um, Andy, is there anything you'd look at in this one? Is this maybe a spot where you'd fade Tampa coming off the back to back? Or would you just trust it as you're going to face an Arizona team that's not that great and they are sitting out chickering here? Uh, I want to pull up the like yep. the, the board there. I'm just curious where it's at right now. So yeah, I'm, I'm I mean I'm neutral on this game. I've got the lightning around minus two forty, I believe. So right in line with with what the the market has. Um, obviously Brian Elliott probably likely tonight. Uh, Arizona, they're a team that you know they've been giving up a ton of shots, uh, and that's probably you know going to be the case tonight. Even though the lightning are, are tired, um, but you know one thing that's on my radar with coyotes right now is just how good the, the line of, uh, Keller Schmaltz and, uh, Barrett Hayton have been. And, and yeah. I've really, uh, really been looking at spots to, to kind of attack those players, uh, in terms of, you know, anytime goals and, and shot props and whatnot. So I don't know if tonight's the night for that, but definitely, uh, definitely something to, to you know, keep on your radar here going forward to the rest of the, the season. These guys are uh, really playing well right now. They've got some great underlying metrics as a line at five on five. And Alex, do you have any opinions on this one? No, I think I would be looking at would be uh, lightning team total. I'm seeing a minus dollar thirty six for three and a half. Like I said, uh, Andy said about how Arizona's giving up shots a galore. This Tampa team, you give them enough chances, they will find the back of the net often. So uh, looking for that team total, and that's the regulation. But you can go, you know, fight you go full game. But either way, yeah, I'd lay the one thirty six. That's no no problem uh, there against. Even though Arizona hasn't been completely atrocious uh, defensively, I mean, you know, Vamelka has been a decent goaltender at times. They haven't just been getting crushed, giving up six, seven, eight goals every night uh, like they had been in previous years. But I still think Tampa could find a way to get through and at least chip in four. Any question here from the chat from uh, Jordan Mosel? Who would win in a fight, your cat, uh, your cat, or Rob's tortoise? Well. I mean, my cat could just run away, I guess, but the, the, that cat's two months old. We just got him uh, on uh, on Friday, I think, and uh, our other cat is, like, he was the runt of the litter, so he's pretty small. Like, this one's probably going to grow up and be bigger than our, our adult cat, so... Um, yeah, I guess I guess we'll we'll see how you know how tough he grows up to be. But right now, I'm watching him push my my ten year old cat around the house. It's kind of kind of funny. <laughs> well, that's exciting. Uh, what's uh, what's his name? Jack. Any reasoning behind that? Uh, Jack. No, uh... my, son, my son picked it out. Actually, I think um, so. Our, our other cat is Hubert, and when we got him at the rescue place years ago his name was originally Jack and I think my son found that out. So he wanted to name this cat Jack. Nice. Okay. Got it. Not, uh, not in, <laughs> in honor Edwards, of Jack yes, Edwards. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. A game that we do have, uh, another play in here, Alex, you're looking at the Colorado Minnesota game. And as we continue to get closer and closer to playoffs, some of these games are going to mean more and more, especially for standings-wise. Uh, this Colorado team is now third in the Central. Uh, loss last night allows Minnesota to feel a little bit closer to them in the standings and sitting eight points back of Winnipeg for Colorado. they got two games in hand on the Jets. Uh, they're tied with Minnesota in points now at 61. They have one game in hand on Minnesota, but playing Minnesota here tonight, this is an opportunity for a four-point swing for a team that's currently sitting second in a in the wild card out there in the West, tied with Colorado in points, as I just mentioned, they have won played one more game than them, and uh, Minnesota right now 
three, six, and one in their last ten, not playing the best hockey. Sixteen, nine, and two at home. What kind of spot would you be looking at here between these two teams, both coming off a back-to-back? I love these spots in the, in the second half of the season. You get uh, division rivals. These are two teams that they've never liked each other: Colorado and Minnesota. The fan bases, the the players, this rivalry. It, it's it's not spoken about in regards of other rivals. Not on the you know spectrum of Edmonton, Calgary, but it's definitely one of the ones that's more noticeable. And no matter where the teams are in the standings, they always play each other tough. But especially now, they're literally tied with one another. Uh, and obviously, Minnesota, you know, having that slow start and now kind of struggling here. This is the a big home stand for them to try to get back into positioning Colorado, just trying to get everybody healthy for once uh, and, and keep them that way. That's been a, a tough task for the abs, of course, but uh, more likely no McCarr, Josh Manton still out of the lineup, possibly could be coming back this week. Um, from what I heard, I like the draw here in this spot. Uh, we've seen Minnesota back-to-back games go to, uh, into a shootout for the last seven, two of the last four meetings between these two teams have gone to OT like I said, the Avs played last night. They went to a shootout and lost against Tampa Bay. This definitely feels like one of those games where if this is tied 2-2 or 3-3 with about seven minutes left in regulation, you're not going to see any team uh, break out and try to do something crazy and risk turning the puck over, giving up a, a odd man rush and, and, and blowing the goal, you know, go-ahead goal, losing a point. They want to at least get a point out of, out of this competition in this, this contest, and I think both teams are going to get it going into at least overtime if not a shootout. Yeah, and correction on myself there. I said uh, both teams coming off back-to-back. Just Colorado has the back-to-back here, not Minnesota. So my bad. Uh, Andy, any thoughts on this one for you? Uh, I mean, I agree with everything Alex said. I, I definitely lean a little bit towards the avalanche here. I have it around minus 114 in favor of Minnesota. A bit of, uh, I guess, uncertainty there as to who will start in goal for the avalanche. We think it's going to be Georgiev again, but uh, yeah. you know, some, it, it, that could change, so... Um, kind of kind of trying to price that uncertainty in there. But, yeah, I, I definitely lean more towards Colorado in this one. Um, I don't think the Wild have been playing all that well as of late. And, uh, you know, their underlying metrics are pretty mediocre. I think this is a team that um, until, you know, some of their younger players really step up in the next couple of years, they're going to continue to kind of be one of those, you know, mediocre teams where their, their ceiling is just, uh, you know, where it is. But, um, yeah, Colorado or, or nothing for me here. Yeah, from what I saw this overnight last night, I think it is Yurgiev going again, and I'm and yeah. I know it's confirmed that Flurry started for a while. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts, Andy? On you're talking about oh, like, hey, sorry, gonna I want to, a... I want to comment on the fact that we probably shouldn't rule out Kale McCarr either, right? I mean, like, is is it totally out of question? From from the tweet I saw that that confirmed Yurgiev going again, it said yeah. that McCarr will most likely be out. And that Manson is like a couple of days away from being. Back. Yeah, I, I knew Manson, so, but yeah, this I, just that, based was, on, that was all in one tweet, so I don't know. Just based on the footage from yesterday's practice, it looked like McCarr was, you know, pretty into it. Obviously, he was wearing the the non-contact sweater, Not, but right. um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I right. probably put the chances at a, you know pretty small, but I, I definitely wouldn't wouldn't totally rule it out a hundred percent, right? So yeah, all right, fair enough. Um. I was just going to ask you, Andy, your thoughts, because you t- kind of mentioned with this Minnesota team as they have young guys and as it'll continue to grow and uh, some of the things that they might have to do uh, to continue to mature as a team. But what do you do if you're Minnesota approaching this trade deadline where you know over the next couple of years you're going to be sitting there with that cap hit of uh, Suter and Parise? You're going to be kind of jammed up a little bit. 
but maybe now you feel like you're going to have an opportunity before you get to that place where you're in cap hell. Uh, how do you approach the deadline if you are the Minnesota Wilds here? Yeah, I mean, I I, I think it's you kind of got to weigh how much of a chance you have in the West and, and you know, whether or not like, like this is your year to go for it, I guess. Uh, the West is pretty wide open, but... Um, I don't know. I don't know if you're. I don't know if you really go for it if you're Minnesota. I think we saw Matt Boldy take a huge step forward this year. Um, you know, probably going to take an even bigger step forward next year. This guy's a stud. So, uh, I, I think that you're you're looking at a, a much deeper team in the in the coming seasons. And uh, I, I just don't know if if this is the year that you you really go for it unless there's somebody that you can, you know, realistically work into the books and and have be an impactful player for the next several years right so yeah um all right let's move on to the detroit edmonton game where andy is rocking the hat of the team that he'll be looking at uh in this one and also by the way jordan moso bringing up uh hawks three-way plus 650 on canby books so <laughs> that's, nice. that's insane yeah, that's Shop around for those for the best prices, especially if you're looking at some of those markets as you can find something like 650 as opposed to uh, like a 583 or something like that. It's a little bit extra there if that's the kind of bet that you're looking to place tonight. But uh, moving on to the Detroit-Edmonton game. Detroit coming into Edmonton 6-3-1 in their last 10. They're on a three-game win streak right now, having beaten Calgary and then Vancouver in a back-to-back situation. They're 10-9-5 on the road this year, facing off against an Edmonton team who's holding on to the first wild card spot in the West right now. They are sitting four points up on the Minnesota Wilds. Uh, they have one more game played than Minnesota, but they, in terms of that Pacific division, they are one point back of Seattle, and they played the same amount of games at this point. 7-1-2 uh, in their last 10, 13-11-3 at home, so a little bit underwhelming at home, but where would you be looking in this one, Andy? Yeah, I mean, speaking of their, their record at home, I think with Evander Kane back in the lineup, um, there, there's definitely going to be improved play down the stretch. They, they missed him a lot. He only played maybe 10 home games. Uh, for the first you know few months of the season, um, and uh, I think um, I think just just having him back in the fold and Connor McDavid averaging twenty three plus minutes a night on home ice, uh, they have a really really have the potential to be a great home team again uh, the rest of the way. But it just basically boils down to the Red Wings not having enough offensive punch to to kind of keep up with this Oilers team. I think um, I played the Oilers in Detroit about a week ago. Uh, 5-2 win. The line actually closed a bit better than where I betted at, which was a, kind of a surprise to me. I really don't have this Red Wings team uh, where the market has them. I think the market has them around 23rd or 24th. I've got them a little bit lower, um, and I think the gap is a little bit wider between these two teams. So I've got Edmonton price closer to minus 240-ish. Uh, could I think minus 243 could justify back in the regulation line at minus 135 uh, earlier at, at Pinnacle. Um yeah, I mean, you can bet the Oilers in any way. I think I think there's value on the puck line, you know, on the money line. Um, I just chose to go with regulation here for this one because I do think stylistically uh, this is a, a good matchup for the Oilers. And um, yeah, we and there's a little bit of upside here, possibly. I guess I don't know if Billy Gusso has been confirmed yet, but the uh, the Red Wings are playing a, a game in Calgary tomorrow, so. I mean, there's a, a chance that we see Magnus Helbert. Helbert. Yeah. Right. 
Alex, any opinions on this one? Yeah, this is going to be a great live over game. I'm wait for this one to drop down to five and a half. I get five and a half minus a dollar twenty-five, dollar thirty. I take a shot with that uh, to go over. But at this this kind of price right now, this kind of number, I think it's a little steep. But just uh, wait, you know, three four minutes in game. Wait for that to drop down. I don't think we're going to see a lot of scoring. I was on Detroit uh, in their last meeting too, and I, you know, got a one nothing lead and thought they were kind of coasting well, but then Edmonton turned it on and. You know, when they're getting hot, they can name their price, especially, like I said, with Kane back in the lineup now, too. So I do think it'll be high scoring, but I think it won't be too high scoring early. I think we'll be able to wait for that number to drop down a little bit. Yeah, I think um, I think just in general, the Red Wings are a low event hockey team, and maybe some people view them as a good defensive team. But I think we see this a lot where teams just don't generate much and therefore they don't give a whole lot up either. And they're just kind of a stingy team, but they don't. You know, I mean, playing that kind of break-even hockey is pretty dangerous against a team like Edmonton that, like yeah. Alex said, can really turn it on. Yeah, and uh, 17 Cali saying, I like Oilers big if Helberg goes for wings. So there you go. I guess keep an eye out for the goalie. And Helberg, he's not uh, bad, but, no, you know, he's just not, not huge. So he's done a better job than uh, Ned. I mean, there's a reason why Ned and Grant are at so, so. I mean, I don't think Huso yeah. at this point is – necessarily really killing it right so no right i mean it's uh yeah i mean he's minus 2.45 uh goals saved above average on the season it's it's kind of come down he's come back down to earth uh pretty much an average goalie at at this point in the season behind that red wings defense yeah i i have i have had uh helberg 20 cents different than huso which is about my average ranking for a, a starting goalie in the backup I know we didn't have uh, like official plays in the final two games, so we can look through those to see if there's any side or lean that we have in the Buffalo Anaheim and Rangers Vancouver game tonight. Uh, we'll start with the Buffalo Anaheim one. The Buffalo game is interesting to me because a couple of weeks ago we were looking at the Sabres in a spot to make the playoffs, and they're still in position to be able to do so. It's not gotten out of hand yet. They're six points back of Washington, seven points back of Pittsburgh. The more articles that I read, the more videos that I watch, everyone's starting to speculate whether or not the Capitals would be able to hold on or if they might fall out of position at this point. Uh, the Sabres were a team that we kept looking at, saying, hey, that team is hot. They're going to get things rolling. They might make some type of trade, whether it be for a goalie or try to improve their defense. Maybe it's not going to be a massive organization-changing trade, but it might just be something to show the guys like, hey, you battled hard this year. We believe in this group. We'll do something to help try to push you over the edge. And then since the All-Star break, this team's gone on a four-game losing streak, and in that streak, they've lost to Minnesota, Carolina, Calgary, and the LA Kings. In a spot on the road here against the Ducks, if you want any position or any opportunity to make the playoffs, you got to start putting together some wins and snap this. Uh, Alex, if you're looking at this one, is there a spot here where Buffalo could bounce back from this? You might might be able to snap this losing streak, you grab a win, or would you maybe look towards Anaheim at home against the Sabres tonight? Yeah, there's no way I'm betting. I probably won't bet Anaheim maybe more than once the rest of the season. Uh, they're an awful team, but the way Buffalo has been playing right now, and I just don't understand why they won't get on the phone and get a goaltender. Uko Pekalukkanen is about a year or two away from being fully NHL ready. He's going through his struggles. 
Uh, you got Craig Anderson, who's 41 years old. The other guys that they've got in Rochester are pretty much DoorDash drivers. Go out and get a goal. Like, you have the offense. You have a solid defense. Like, get some goaltending and maybe make a run for the wild card and be in the playoffs for the first time in however long for, for Buffalo. Like, you, you're in that spot. All you have to do is, is, is make a call right now. And, and there are goalies available, I'm sure. Any kind of, of, of upgrade. Not, not saying you got to go out and try to get John Gibson or, or, or swing for somebody bigger. Just, just try to get someone who's serviceable enough to, to keep this team afloat when, when the offense is running hot and, and when they cool off that he can steal your game or two, uh, you know, and, and get you some points. Until Buffalo does that, it's going to be mostly looking at overs for me. And this is one I wouldn't wait for. I'd lay the dollar twenty-five with that six and a half. All right. Andy, any opinions in this Sabres at Ducks game? Uh, yeah, I do. I mean, but but first, I just want to touch on a comment by Insight in the chat that says uh, Helberg has a higher goal saved above expected than Huso. He has played 14 NHL games, so, I mean, uh, we don't have a lot to work with here. And Huso, I mean, he's only approaching 100 games played in his NHL career as well, but uh, it's still a much bigger sample size than, than the nine games that Helberg has played this season. Um, and I think he's only started eight, if I recall correctly. I don't know. But, uh, oh, no. Yeah, no, wait a sec. How many has he started? Seven. So, there we go. Not much to go on there. Um, but as far as Buffalo, I mean, let's put things into perspective a little bit, though. They Their they're losing streak started prior to the All-Star break. Um, they were in a really tightly contested game with the Wild, where they were, what, plus 150 underdogs or something like that. Lost in a shootout. Um then uh, against Carolina uh, on the on February 1st. And then they come out and they're in this terrible spot that, as we know, over the last 10 seasons, we've seen teams coming out, out of this break with having, you know, six-plus days off just get absolutely murdered uh, by the teams that are, are, you know, already have been playing a few days. So they lose, they, they blow that game versus the Flames. And then, yeah, a, a pretty lousy performance uh, against the Kings. But I, I don't think, I mean, I think in the, in a, you know, the grand scheme of things, I don't, I don't think I would necessarily put too much stock into how they played over the last four games. I think you kind of got to give this team the benefit of the doubt here. Um, and the Ducks are obviously a, a beatable opponent, so I definitely lean Buffalo. But it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a steep price not knowing who's in goal. Um, you know, you assume it's going to be Lukanen, but it could be Anderson, I guess, and uh, and that kind of scares me off. Maybe uh, approaching this one, I think I have the. Sabers with Anderson around minus two ten or something like that. What do you make of this comment here uh, from Seventeen Cali, Andy? You could put Andy in net, and he might be better than Ned. <laughs> no, no, I probably wouldn't be to be honest. <laughs> put me in a midi stick net. I am fucking unstoppable. My kid, my kid, cry, my kid cries. Put it that way because I do not let anything go. Five hole. Not a chance. You're gonna this guy's putting up Vasilevsky playoff pump. numbers. Yeah, right. <laughs> am I am I am I the asshole because I only let my kid win I don't know, one third of the time and then I leave the rest up to either me beating them or luck. And so that no, that's that's great. I All think right. that's Great. generous. I, I, I give him, I give him win, some. So. I do give him. I usually give him the first one or two games, and then I just you know annihilate him. But it's uh, no. It's I not, think that's generous. Not, yeah, it's that's not super being generous. very well received. The guy, you know, he doesn't have any brothers. I'm, I'm kind of 
he's not a, a wimp by any means, but I want him to grow up to be a wimp. So, you know, and right. got to stop crying every time he loses, right? Like, I don't know. I, I used to get my ass beat state. at cards with family members for like 14 years. I don't know when I was supposed to 15, <laughs> that's when I finally started winning. So, yeah, no, you got <laughs> to learn early. Yeah, you know, nothing's given, you know? So. Yeah, I mean, you got to, yeah. Like, because if, if he has it his way, he'll he'll win 30 games in a row. <laughs> no, we're at the point now, Andy, where there's participation trophies to everybody. Uh, you don't keep score oh, in youth hockey. Like, we're don't let you can't let them win. You're being I'm generous with the one of three. This is like maybe maybe in the fall. I'm driving into school one morning, and we're talking about. Oh, you know what it was actually? It was during the World Cup because <laughs> Ronaldo lost, and Ronaldo's his favorite soccer player. And I was, uh, I was telling him, I was like, you know, you see how I was like, you see how sad he was last night, or when we were watching that, like the clips, he was crying and everything. I was like, that's because at that level, winning is all that matters. The money is nice, everything else, but when you're in the World Cup, all you want to do is win. That's the only reason you're there, and anything else is a total failure. So like, at, at once you get, once you get past the kids' sport, I was like, winning is all that matters. Right now, it's okay to have fun, but winning is fun, and that's all right. that matters. And then we're playing mini sticks like three months later, and he's like, "Yeah, mom, winning is all that matters. You know, you're supposed to have fun when you're a kid, but when you reach a certain age." It, it'll, it's only fun to win. Losing isn't fun. And he starts going on this big ride. He's like, so proud. I'm like, yeah, that's right. Nice. He's right. Well, well done. Well done. <laughs> Andy, tell him, if you ain't first, you're last, kid. Basically. Basically. <laughs> no, I respect that. It, you, yeah. There should be no participation trophies. you got to learn the tough way. It's not, not not everybody wins. And that's the way well, it is. playing so, a game and there's no score. Isn't that a practice? Yeah. Yeah, yes. I explained it to him like when you play video games, when you play Fortnite, you're pissed off when you lose, right? Like winning is the goal, and it's fun to win. It's fun to eliminate other opponents, right? Like so, you got to look at sports the same way. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah, here you go. Lo- uh, Seventeen Cali saying losing isn't fun. My bankroll can confirm. Right? Regards from Michigan. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I hear you, Cali. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, final game of the night. Uh, Rangers taking on the Vancouver Canucks on the road in Vancouver here. The Rangers are third in the Metro, uh, five points back of New Jersey, eight points back of Carolina. That one's interesting because it kind of starts to feel more and more like no matter how it shapes up, it's going to be very similar to the Atlantic where it's going to be some combination of those three teams and it's just going to be up to the wild card spots to figure out who the other teams are that are in there and who plays who in that first round. But the Rangers right now, seven two and one in their last 10 on a five game win streak they've been real hot since tarasenko joined that lineup uh 15 5 and 4 on the road this year pretty good road team facing off against vancouver who three six and one in their last 10 they are on a two-game losing streak here and they're 10 14 and one at home Andy, in this one would you look towards a side to play uh, or a total in this uh you know i'm i'm pretty much neutral i think i've got the rangers around Minus one ninety two or something like that. Oh wow, look, Sam is pinnacle. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I mean, I expect kind of a, a stingy game just based on how Vancouver's been trying to play under under Rick Tockett. But I mean, um, I, I also wonder how long that's kind of gonna last. I know they've been doing a pretty good job at suppressing shots and whatnot, but um, this Rangers team can overwhelm you pretty quick and and then sit on a nice uh, Shesterkin performance. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I 
kind of lean towards a low, lower scoring game in this one, but I don't have an edge on the, the total at all. All right. And Alex, any thoughts from for you on this one? No, I mean, you know, yeah, Vancouver wants to play better defense, but, you know, we yeah. can't get what we want. I, I want Miranda Lambert in my bedroom and about $50 million in my bank account, but that's not going to just pop up overnight. So <laughs> that being said, I'm going to go with the Rangers. I would lean toward the puck line. Like, I wouldn't make it official, but I think the Rangers can kind of name their score here against this Vancouver team and, um, yeah. you know, get some plus money there of laying the one and a half. I don't play that too often like I used to, but I think they might cash in tonight. Okay. Andy, we didn't get we any ex- uh, player props today. Are we just expecting uh, Thatcher Demko to remain out until the trade deadline, or what? Like, <laughs> what's the I, uh, maybe I don't know. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm kind of stopped wondering about him at this point. Um, <laughs> yeah. I wish I had not stopped wondering about Spencer Knight and leaned towards Bobrovsky starting the the last game or the the, the game last night because that was a killer. Holy shit! Yeah. Just... Right from the first goal. Did you see that that first goal that Knight allowed off the, yeah. the backboards and off his skate? Like I was just like, yeah. oh, it's gonna be one of those nights. Yep. Yep, you can tell that sometimes. Uh all right. I think that is all for best bets today. No player props today, Andy. We're not parlaying no, goal I don't, scores I don't today. Have anything at this moment, no. <laughs> well, right. I ain't parlaying any goal scores, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Thank you to everyone who tuned in here today. Greatly appreciate it. If you enjoyed the content, please make sure to like this stream. Subscribe to the Edgework HQ YouTube channel. We will be only on YouTube from this point going forward. Later today, there will be a new podcast coming out with David Pagnotta, Dennis Bernstein, and Zach Bodenstein breaking down everything going on in the league, looking ahead to the trade deadline, players that could be moved, where they could be moved to, and looking ahead to some of the player and team futures markets. So make sure to check that out. It will be here on the Edgework YouTube channel. So uh, get subscribed so that you get notified when that happens. As well, if you want to track all the picks given out on this show, see them in real time, see how we do through the course of the season, make sure to head over to the Edgework HQ bet stamp account where you can find us in the uh, find better section as Edgework HQ. Track all the picks from this season. But Alex, Andy, thank you guys for your time today. Greatly appreciated. Good luck on your bets tonight. And for everyone else, I'll see you guys tomorrow morning back here at 10.30 a.m. Eastern time.